Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's like you saw all of that flash before you. Yes. All of what is to come. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I am Heather B. Armstrong. And I am John R. Bray. We are both bundled up today. John, you said you had a winter hat on inside the ha- the home? Winter hat, yeah. A winter hat. What does winter the winter hat. hat consist of? Well, like a cap. Like, it's, it, it's ridiculous. A cap? Like a like a wool cap, you know, that you put on and you, the, the edge folds up around it. Not like with ear flaps, but just like your basic <laughs> winter hat. I think we're going to need to see a picture of this. No, it's it's Of it's you awful. in the cap. It's kind of become my indoor look since it got cold out because I feel like I can't put enough on elsewhere. Uh-huh. So usually it's like a thick pair of socks, pants, two shirts, a hoodie, a hat, and then my hood on my head. I don't know why I'm constantly cold. I think I'm wanting to get sick. And trying to not. That's my your, theory. Your body's wanting my, to my get My body sick. is wanting to get okay. sick, yes. As a result of Lexton having been disgustingly sick. How not long vomiting, sick? just congested. Uh, how long has it been? Oh, no. How long it's, has it been? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. He's still, I think it's been a week, almost a week, and he's getting better. But it, you know, it started with a really runny nose. And then really congested, and now it's like less congestion, but his cough sounds like death. Yeah. I'll be in the other room, and I will hear him cough, and I can just hear by the volume, by the sound, and I'll call in, and I'm like, did you cover your mouth? Nah. (laughs) Okay, we're going to talk about this again. Again. Like, we've been talking about this for almost 10 years, so let's cover it one more time. (sighs) So I, I suspect that's what's happening to me. I'm just slowly dwindling. Does he wipe his nose on his shirt? He does not. Thank God. I think maybe when he was like really little, he tried it a couple times and no. that. Although his solution then is to just sniffle constantly. <laughs> okay, like, so can we talk about this for a second? Constantly. To the point where I have in the past, in the in the recent past, absolutely fucking lost it <laughs> because I can't. I mean, it's every 10 seconds, just sniffle, 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 sniffle. And I have just completely lost my mind. <laughs> yeah, you can relate. It's it's like- so fuck. It's like. It's not even like nails on a chalkboard. I don't know how to describe it, but it's it's just irritating enough to eventually push you over the edge, but not irritating enough to push you over the edge like immediately. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it just wears on you until you snap. Like there's no other way to process it or you remind them to blow their nose 
every time they sniffle and then you'll snap because of that. Yeah. So I have so much to say about this one particular thing, oddly. Um, well, it's cold season. So here we go. <laughs> Marlo wipes her nose on her shirt. She'll oh. wipe it on my shirt. She'll wipe it on on the blanket that she has covering her legs, like so, like anything that's close, basically. Yes, and okay. I, I'm gonna, it's gonna kill me to to break her of this, this entitlement. <laughs> <laughs> she feels entitled to wipe her nose on things that should not be used to wipe a nose. So if she's like standing by you, she will just reach over and grab your shirt and yes. It literally is just, she's just like, oh, I need something to wipe my nose. Oh, there's something. And she'll grab my shirt and use it. It's not even her trying to be gross or it's just like an instinct of hers. Like, oh, there's there's a substance. There is something that I can wipe my nose on. And oh, I'm just going like, to go get a tissue. Go get a tissue. So if there was like a tissue dangling in front of her, she would grab that before your shirt. Not really. I don't think so. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, it was a couple of weeks ago. She's we have constant sniffles here. First of all, we've got this inversion going on. It looks like we're in the middle of uh China right now in Utah. Like you can't see 20 feet ahead of you because of the inversion. Really? The pollution is so bad. It's just hanging in the air and all of us, all three of us just sort of walk around with a constant sniffle. Does that happen from time to time there, or is this super uncommon? This is this is very, very common in the winter. Okay. So what happens is the warm air above the valley traps the cold air below, and it traps all of the pollution inside the valley. And it just, you think it's fog, but it's actual pollution. It looks like fog. It's as thick as fog. That's how bad it is. So it's not actually like extra pollution. It's just the fact that it can't escape. Right. That's intense. And even wow. on the way to school, Marlo said, I think it's going to be a red air day today again. The lingo in, in Utah, like she already knows what a red air day is, which means it's really unsafe to be exercising outside. They encourage anyone who is going to be doing strenuous activity outside to do it inside if they wow. possibly can. It's, it's really bad. Yeah, I've only experienced that once, but not from pollution. It was um, from the forest fires, actually, when I was visiting oh, yeah. my brother in Washington. And it was like, it, I mean, it you couldn't see the sun. It was crazy. Oh, no, you can't. Yeah, you can't see the sun. But you don't have snow, right? So, I, hey. I'm fine. I'm totally <laughs> fine. <laughs> I'm loving it. I think it's amazing. I don't have to shovel snow. That's just awesome. Or pay somebody to shovel snow. But uh, a couple weeks ago, I agreed to watch my friend's dog while she went away for the weekend. I love her and she's going to be fine with me telling this. I was like, I I'll watch your dog. Does your dog sleep? <laughs> <laughs> the one I caveat. Really, yeah. I was like, I, I really need to get like sleep in. And it's like my only time to sleep in on the weekend. And if she'll sleep, that, that'll be great. But she'll sleep in, right? And she's like, oh yeah, totally. She'll be fine. That dog was in a foreign home would hear a noise either outside my window or outside my door and would jump and bark basically every 30 minutes the entire night. The entire night. 
And then would go like fall back asleep quickly. And then I would know I would have to grab her and put her back on the bed and coax her to sleep and then like calm down, calm down, calm down. And then I would get back into bed. I, I literally did not sleep that night at all. This went on the entire night. I didn't know what to do. I had no idea what to do. It's like having an infant all over again. Mm-hmm. I was just, I was a wreck the next morning. I mean, I was a mess. I was a wreck. And I got up to let her out and to fix Marla some breakfast. And I, I laid down on the couch to try to like maybe get it, maybe see if I could sleep a little bit. <laughs> and Marlo is sitting at the countertop on her iPad and she's sniffling. And then she's sniffling again. Yep. And sniffling again. And sniffling again. <laughs> I I don't know how it doesn't drive them nuts. I and I said and I I I said it in a very, very inappropriate tone. <laughs> Why are you not blowing your nose? Go blow your nose. And she turns around and she's like, It doesn't work. The, like blowing her nose doesn't work? Yeah, I've I I think we've talked about this. Like I've had to teach her how to blow her nose. This is a skill that you have to teach your children. Because what she does is she squeezes her nose so that she can't blow it. And she's like, see, nothing's coming out. <laughs> okay. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, release, okay. the, release the pressure just a little bit. See, see, and now blow it. And then she blew her nose and she's like, oh, oh, I see. But that, that sniffling sound after having not slept all night long, I was just, I didn't. I didn't understand the inhumane way she was treating me. (laughs) That, yes, that's. Please stop sniffling. (laughs) Just blow your goddamn nose. It's funny because it doesn't work. I've received that response from Lexton in the past for a very different reason, just because his logic is I blew it, but now there's snot back in my nose. So it's not working. So there's really no point. It's like, why make my bed? I'm going to sleep in it again tonight. That is the exact logic. And there was just, I don't know, a month or two ago, we were driving to school and there is a pack of portable tissues in the cup holder, like 12 inches from his hand. And he's just (laughs) sniffling and I could feel it building up. And I just told myself, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to let him figure it out. And then I start to white knuckle. And I finally picked up the tissues and I was like, blow your damn nose. I threw the <laughs> tissues in his lap and I just, immediately, immediately I said, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. I just need you to blow your nose. I cannot listen to the sniffling anymore. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I, it was just this instantaneous eruption. And as it was happening, I knew it was bad. But the best thing is he didn't even, it wasn't like this look of shock or terror. It was 100% an eye roll. and uh, fine and that was it like that was that was it so my explosion didn't even do anything Mm -hmm. i don't understand i (laughs) i will sniffle if i'm washing dishes and have like one dish left and don't want to dry my hands off to blow my nose but it it makes me insane Mm -hmm. I i can't oh my god I could probably talk about this for like hours <laughs> because I, I just, I feel like he's fucking with me. 
You, you texted me like, invest in puffs. It's yes. coming. <laughs> oh, such a disaster. I have a garage, a detached garage. The only access to the garage is through an alley that I have to drive through. But I also have a driveway. But because the weather's gotten colder, much, much, much colder very recently, I've been parking the car in the garage. And then I go and I turn it on and I drive around into our driveway to try to warm up the car a bit because my kids are so thin and tiny that they freeze to death. Oh, yeah. Cold cars in the morning suck, though, just in general. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we're it's not like we're in Minnesota or it's not like we're in Buffalo, New York, where it's probably like negative 10 degrees. It's about, you know, 30 degrees outside, but my kids are like shivering and you can hear their teeth like crack, cracking against each other. And, <laughs> and neither of them is wearing a winter coat. They're both wearing like hoodies. And I will say your winter coat is hanging right there. Why don't you put your winter coat on since it's cold outside? Oh, because it's just so big. It's just so big. I don't I'm like, okay, I am... I have suggested to you a solution that you do not want to take part of. I don't want to hear the complaining. I don't. <laughs> and a fairly straightforward solution, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I even put a blanket in the car for Marlo. Like, here's a blanket. We're going to keep the blanket in the car. Blow your nose. <laughs> I will say this, though, and I'm totally going to jinx it. Normally, by this time of year... So normally we usually have like two or three or four feet of snow on the ground. We don't have, we, ba we, ba we don't even have any. And normally Marla would have had at least two colds keeping her own from school. Maybe her immune system is starting to, I know, may, maybe her immune system is getting used to what happens at this time of year. Maybe. If I phrase it that way, I'm not inviting. <laughs> you are, you are going to wake up tomorrow with sniffles in your ears and like three feet of snow on the ground. I know. Oh, man. Losing it. I, I, right before we started talking, you and I, I, I told you that I lost it last night on my kids and I feel really, 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 really terrible about it. Was it sniffle related? <laughs> well, she was sniffling because she was crying. Oh, oh, there we go. Well, so that was a natural transition, I guess. Yeah, I mean... One of those moments where you feel like the worst possible parent in the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and it was almost in the, the lecture that the very stern lecture that I was giving and the words coming out of my mouth were sort of involuntary of release of a buildup of stress where it was like, I can't take you complaining about this anymore. I can't do it. I cannot function like this is the worst part of my day because i know that you're going to react this way and i can't live like this anymore because she doesn't like to do hard things marlo marlo yeah, she I was doesn't yes marlo yeah piano practice comes along and even though she knows how to play and even though she knows what she's doing the the process of practicing just is like somebody is ripping her fingernails off it's still like that every time yeah well, oh, this is the thing is that it's just the, it's when she sees a new song. It's only ah. when she sees a new song. Once she's played through the song, she's fine. But getting through it the first time, it's like an, it's like an animal being burned alive. <laughs> <laughs> 
the screeching in the what is it the gucci little pig screeching from paranoid android <laughs> oh my god like it is she's flailing and it's like i'm literally burning an animal alive every single time she plays a new song and i just last night i was just like i can't dude i can't live like this stop doing this she's like well i'm gonna quit and i said you can quit and then i'm taking away basically i'm taking away your ipad that's it like you've got a choice to make because in and and i know and i'm I'm actually saying something about this today on my website like people have said to me both i wish that i had stuck with piano and then i've had i have comments where people are saying it's that was the worst memory of my childhood was my mother forcing me to do piano really and that one i've not actually heard before i've heard a lot of people say I wish I had stuck with it. I wish I hadn't quit. Oh, I hear all the time from people saying that it's their their worst memory. Wow. I know that people are going to say, well, if she doesn't like it, why are you forcing her to do it? Because I'm trying to teach her that she has to do hard things. And this is a very prime example because she knows what she's doing. It's not like she doesn't know how to play notes or read notes. She just doesn't want to do it that first time. Well, and she, I mean, I feel like when we've talked about this in the past, it's not that she dislikes playing piano. She enjoys no. playing it when she's playing it well. Yes. So, I mean, it, it, it's one thing to just completely hate it, even if she's mastered a song and hate playing. But if it's just the getting to that point that she hates, I feel like she would regret quitting because she enjoys the end product exactly. and she can't escape it because Lita plays piano. So she's still yes. going to be faced with it and have this reminder that she stopped. And if she decides to pick it up in two years, if she were to quit, she's going to be behind and then probably be even more frustrated. I, I'm writing about this today, too. I had a friend over who was playing uh, uh, the guitar, and he was playing an Oasis song that Marlo has never heard before. Marlo's never heard this Oasis song. So he's playing the chords, and she's strumming the guitar, and she knew instinctively when to pause, when to stop. And when to start strumming again throughout the entire song. It, and I have a video of it, and it is the freakiest fucking thing I've ever witnessed. It was freaky because she's never heard that song before. Like music is, she feels music. She knows the words to every single song that I, that I play in the car. Her, her ability to do rhythm is just instinctual. And I'm, this is why, and, and, and so many people who've heard her play and watched her play have said, don't let her quit. She's too good. But what happened last night, what happened last night is she was putting up such a fight that I brought in. I was like, do you have any idea how much money I pay a month so that you can do this? Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, I feel terrible. Cause it just like my, my brain just snapped in that moment. Like I've, I had a really, really, really long day, and I in in that moment that was just like that frustration of knowing how much I pay, how much I've already invested in this activity of hers, and I was just like, oh! And I woke up in the middle of the night at three o'clock this morning, and it just felt so terrible, and I couldn't go back to sleep. And got up this morning and apologized and. Said I was really, really sorry. It was inappropriate of me. Blow your nose. 
Yeah, that's like, I feel like that's a line that no parent ever wants to cross. Like it's inevitable. I think it happens to everyone. But that like financial responsibility piece, I've done it. I mean, I'm I'm definitely not pointing fingers. I just think it's, you, you do reach that breaking point. And it's like, as you're bringing it out in conversation is kind of at the same time when you're mentally processing it yourself. Uh-huh. And it's just out of order. Like, really, you should process it and be like, that's not something I need to share. Right. But sometimes you can't prevent that. Sometimes in the blinding rage of last night was one of those instances where I desperately, desperately, desperately wished that I had someone here that I could turn to and I could say, please let me, please let me go calm down for 10 minutes and take care of this. Can you please take care of this while I go calm down? I yep. desperately wished I had someone here that I could turn to. And I, I just don't. And I made a mistake. I made a huge mistake. But you also apologized for it, which I think is a piece that often doesn't happen mm-hmm. because it sucks. We don't have the luxury, I think, whether you're a single parent or you're you know, going it alone for a week while your partner is gone or whatever, you can't like ask for a 10-minute break from your kid. Be like, we're going to talk about this in 10 minutes after I cool down. Mm-hmm. Like, when they're little doesn't really work. Honestly, even like with Lexton, sometimes I feel like if things aren't dealt with immediately, they completely escape his brain Mm -hmm. to the point where if I come back to it, I'm like, we're going to talk about this thing that you said. He legitimately has no recollection of it at all. He has already moved on to like the fifth thing down his list. So you've lost that opportunity. So you have like the choice to either explode inappropriately or to not address it. And I don't think either is a great option. Right. So it's a lose-lose, which is pretty awesome. (laughs) Did she, I mean, when you apologized, did she, did you get the sense that she was like fully aware of why you were apologizing? And she had kind of like, like she was like, why, huh? What? Yep. She was, once we got through piano practice last night and she played the songs and we got through it and she realized that she could do it, she was perfectly fine. She wasn't crying and she wasn't burning alive. She was great. It was like we got through that one moment and she's like, okay, everything's fine. And so this morning when I woke up and I'm sorry, you guys, for what I said and how and how I said it last night. And they're eating their Cheerios and they're looking at me like, huh, what? (laughs) Yep. And that's what I mean. Like they've already moved past it. Yeah. Which in some ways I think is really beneficial for you in this case, because then clearly you haven't left some sort of deep scar. Like I think as parents, when we have those moments where we just completely explode and then we're overcome with this feeling that we're the worst parent there is for our kids, for the most part, it just, it blows over like immediately. Maybe if it was a super regular occurrence, that wouldn't happen. But almost every single time, I just feel like, we end up making it this massive issue and they've already forgotten. We're like, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, I just fucked up. Oh God, that's going to be like $4,000 worth of therapy come 10 years. Shit, shit, shit. Yep, and then on to the next thing, like nothing ever happened. Yeah. That is intense though with the piano. It is intense. And again, it's one of those instances as a, as a single parent where it's just like, God, I wish, I just so wish that even if I just like a, a sister wife could step in. 
because her piano her piano teacher suggested that I just leave. Like I leave, but the thing is, is that Marlo won't practice by herself. She just won't. She just refuses. And she wouldn't like Lita can't step in. So Lita was helping her last night, and the problem is, like, I felt bad for Lita because Marlo is just berating her. <laughs> Lita is trying to help her. She's like, "That no, that's that's a high C. That is, it, no, that's an E." And she's like, "Stop correcting me!" And it was just a disaster of of a moment. And I'm like, Marlo, why are you doing this? If I had just had like an extra set of hands that said, "You know what, Heather, you've had a really long day." Why don't you just go downstairs and calm down and read Twitter for... No, don't go read Twitter, actually. Yeah, that's <laughs> not a good way to calm down anymore, no. The world is on fire. Just go read a book. Just take a moment. Because I really... We we say this over and over again, but I, it is a sprint from the moment I leave my desk at night until I get my kids into bed. And the, really the only relaxing time of the night is when... Lita, when I put Marlo to bed and Lita and I watch Gilmore Girls together, that's like the hour of my day that not even I get to comment slow down. on that this time around. <laughs> You're not even going to comment on that. Not even going to say anything. Gilmore Girls. Yeah, I'm loving it. I can't wait until we do a whole episode about Gilmore Girls. It's going to be amazing. I, I just only, I hope I have something to contribute. I th- Well, I think really quickly... The more I watch it, the more I realize that the reason that Lita likes it so much is that she so identifies with Rory. Oh, yeah. Just I can her, see that. her studiousness and her like, oh, I don't want to deal with people's bullshit. That is so Lita. Well, I yeah. think totally guessing, but I feel like the mother-daughter interaction between the two of them and the, like the sarcasm and the wit from, I mean, I know you, but from what I know about Lita, I feel yeah. like there's some parallels there. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. it's basically like the mother is more is way more immature than the daughter. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh yeah, and that yes, in the case of Gilmore, yes. Yeah, but Le- people meet Lita and they're like, "There's no way that she's 13." And I'm like, "I there there are 25 year old women who are not as mature as Lita, literally." Um, that is awesome. I did a good job. That's right, <laughs> but it is a sprint, like an absolute all out sprint. Hmm. Absolute all-out sprint. And there's no way, I mean, we've said this countless times, it's not that any that anyone's situation is any easier or harder than anyone else's. They're all different. But there there is something, whether you're a single parent or not, with kids, that there's just, there's not a moment. Everyone, you know, you either, you stay up late or you wake up early to get that that hour or something into your day on your own. But it's it's nonstop. From the second they wake up until the second they go to bed. Mm-hmm. So I hear from friends who don't have kids and like, it was a crazy week. Neither one of us got home from work until 630. Yep. But then you were home. Maybe you fed the dog and cooked dinner. Like you didn't have to keep going on someone else's agenda. Exactly. I think is ultimately what it is. And maybe that's the biggest difference is that I have a lot of friends without kids who are super busy, very busy all the time. But it's it's their it's their busyness. Mm-hmm. It's very different when you're on it's very someone different. else's busyness. Yeah, I mean, when I was in Paris for three weeks by myself, I, I was working. I worked quite a bit, and it was not nearly as stressful as working here. Knowing that 
I got to get it done because come five o'clock, five thirty, it is all kid, all kid, you know. Oh, and yeah. so I I need to write the teacher back. She's Lita's or excuse me, Marlo's teacher. She's a wonderful woman who gets Marlo. Uh, Marlo's very shy. Oddly, her, her feelings can get hurt at the drop of a hat. And um, she's very, very frustrated with math. And there's a new curriculum this year again. What is the curriculum? I don't even know. Um, I've got to, I've got to figure this out. Um, I didn't even know that they were teaching a new curriculum. But I saw a Facebook post of a friend whose kid is in fifth grade, and they're having like nobody in the fifth grade class knows what they're doing. The teacher barely knows how to teach it. Marlo's teacher sent me an email and said, "Hey," she basically said in very, very polite terms that some of the teachers were being called out because they were going too slowly in the curriculum and they weren't going to get the test scores that they needed, essentially. It's all about the scores. It's the education system. And what what she had been doing is going at the pace of the students to make sure the students understood the the concepts. But then the district called her and said, no, you got to go, you have to, you're not going to get through the whole thing. And so they're doubling up now on their math they're doubling it so that they can catch up and she just sent me an email and warned me we she's like we had a very tense moment today in class with marlo about math and so now (laughs) now we've got that added to our night is an extra set of math concepts we have to get through every night Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. So I just want to make sure that I'm understanding the lack of logic here. Some teachers are going slow because the students aren't getting it. So now to make up for that slowness, they're doubling up. Yes. There is absolutely no way that is going to benefit test scores. If the reason they're going slow is that the students aren't getting it. So I joined the school council this year. And they grade schools on a whole slew of um, criteria and test scores and et cetera, et cetera. And I, I think we, we didn't get the score that we wanted this year because of last year's scores. And okay. so it's, it's really important for the kids to perform because we need the high score. And this is why we have to get my friend Kelly on the show to talk about this. It makes no sense to me if if the kids are if and this this teacher, Marlo's teacher won a an award from the district at the beginning of the year for being so progressive and so good. So you have this teacher who knows 
what she's doing. She's phenomenal. She's super organized, great with the kids. And she's reading them. And she's like, okay, so the kids aren't getting this. I'm going to hold off going to the next step until they really have this down. That makes sense to me. <laughs> you, ha- I mean, it, it's the same thing as, as building a house mm-hmm. and, and seeing that the foundation is crumbling and then just continuing to build the house on top of it. I mean, eventually something is going to give. Mm-hmm. It has to. I mean, I, especially in a topic like math where the concepts continue to build. Yes. I mean, forever and ever and ever and ever. It's so infuriating that, and it's not even like, it's not, it's not like it's the principal's fault or even necessarily the district's fault. It's like a state. Yes. Like this is how we're going to decide what money to give you. So you have to do well on the scores. And if they don't get the money, then there's all sorts of, it's such a broken broken system. Utah ranks last in the nation, last in terms of what they spend on an individual student. In terms of what they spend just because they have the smallest budget or what? Yeah. What they spend on an individual student, Utah ranks last in the country. Wow. Yeah. Like don't, people don't move to Utah because of our great schools. They move here for snow. (laughs) (laughs) It's all you really need. Yeah. Don't come to Utah. uh, Yeah. No. Interesting. (sighs) Yeah. I mean, I guess if you have snow though and a bunch of national parks, like it's really all you need. Totally homeschool Home, that, that's that is it homeschool you could do that you could move up into the mountains where there's extra snow do you guys have uh an ib program in in uh where you where, where you live ib inter baccalaureate uh no is it inter baccalaureate i don't even know yeah, i've never heard of it i mean i had never heard of it until i came to utah so what is it it's a set of classes it's a program in high school it's kind of like AP, but it's different than AP. You have to test to get into it. I think you have to test to get into it. And then you join it and it's really, really, really competitive and hard. And then kids who do inter-baccalaureate IB programs are the, are the kids who want to go to IB schools, IB league schools. Interesting. So this juicy little tidbit, there's the there's a high school here that Lita wants to go to. And so there's an open enrollment process in utah where you can apply to go to the high school that you want to go to okay you don't have to live within the boundaries just and if they for have high room school for you, uh, no for basically all school okay and she wants to go to this one school it's a really it's a really 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 good school in terms of academics it's very diverse it's jex's john's sister taught there for 30 years they've got an incredible debate program and their ib program is like nationally known as one of the best ib programs the girl who helps Marlo with piano is in the program. <laughs> My God, this is so crazy. The girl this who is helps what we Marlo have to... with the piano, you said? Yeah. So okay. there's a there's there's a sixteen year old girl who helps Marlo with piano and she, she does it for free on she does it for an hour on the weekend because she has to fulfill some volunteer hours for the IB program. Ah, okay. Oh my God. We have to this is we have to gear up for this. A couple weeks ago, there was a math test and the first period to take the test, I believe it took everybody like over 70 minutes to, to take the test. And somebody took a, sc- a screenshot and posted it to Snapchat. Of the and test? Sent it to fi- yes, oh, and wow. sent it to, to 50 people. And by the end of the day, kids were finishing within like 10 minutes. So 
they knew something was wrong and they figured it out and they found the person who had sent the Snapchat and they expelled her. Uh. And then they were trying to figure out exactly who received the Snapchat. And they <laughs> they basically took hostage every single person in the IB program and said, if the 50 of you who got the Snapchat don't fess up, we're kicking everyone out. I, that that form yeah. of punishment is total mm-hmm. bullshit. Right? Because all of the people who are who are I'm just going to use good or not guilty in this case get completely fucked. Mhm. It's I hate when they do that. Oh my god. Um it, I yeah, she's telling me the story like I I can feel like I started to get like super 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 anxious because I mean, I think there were a couple of situations when I was in high school where things like that happened. And it was like, don't punish me. Hey, wait a minute, wait a right. minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. They finally found all 50 of the people. And regardless of whether they say whether they saw the Snapchat or opened the Snapchat, it, it, it didn't matter. Whoever received the Snapchat got kicked out. Forever? Yeah. They got kicked out of the program. That's equally as shitty. Yeah. So this because is you like don't, the you don't choose. No, it it's a really messed up whole situation. I mean, we're now dealing with technology where this is this happens. That would be like if 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 I posted a photo on Instagram that was in violation of their terms, porn. If I put porn on Instagram, and then all of my followers had their accounts suspended, mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense. Well, they're trying to protect the reputation, which I understand, except that. You're hurting kids who are the, and these kids, these kids work super hard. Like it's insane. And this is the, this isn't the first horror story that I've heard about the program. And it is so intense. And all these kids are getting scholarships to Harvard and University of Chicago and Brown and Notre Dame. And like it's crazy. And so I've, I talked to Lita about it and Lita's like, as I'm telling her all these things, she, she's heard stories too. And she's like, I think I'm just going to stick with AP. And I was like, I think that's a pretty good idea. Yeah. AP is still, is still pretty damn good. I mean, mm-hmm. you can get college credits, scholarships rather than, rather than go through a program and feel like you're walking on eggshells all the time. Yeah. I mean, th- like you could conceivably get almost all the way through that and then get kicked out. Yeah. Well, she and I actually had a, so she, <laughs> We got in a fight the other night. We rarely do fight, um, but you have to sometimes, though. I mean, we, this to. is and this is straight. This is straight out of Gilmore Girls, because she's really, she's really, really, really frustrated that she doesn't feel more challenged at school. Like it, she's just so worried that she's going to get to high school and be unprepared. She's just like, I. They don't challenge me. There's nothing about school that intrigues me or interests me it's just i hate it i hate it i hate it and she's like i really regret not not testing into this elp program it's extended learning program she's she really regrets that she didn't want to test into it and she's complaining about it and, and she's and I, I looked at her and i said lita we're gonna we're gonna get you into this high school and we're gonna get you into the ap classes and you're gonna be prepared for it and she's just she's just like why are why she's like why are you arguing with me about this i'm like i'm not arguing with you about this <laughs> i looked at her and i said you are talking 
to the woman who, when she graduated from her high school, graduated with the highest grade point average of anybody who ever graduated from that high school. And she looks at me and she says, I know that. And every time you say that, I'm just like, I'm never going to live up to that. And I looked at her and I said, I looked at her and I said, I don't want that for you. I was miserable in high school. I was a miserable human being. I want you to enjoy being 14 and 15 and 16 years old. I want you to enjoy it. And I know you're going to do well. And I know you're going to make good grades. And we're going to get you into college. And you can't go to BYU. <laughs> Small caveat. <laughs> it's like, and I, I think about other, you know, other parents who are like, stop smoking weed. <laughs> right. And I'm like, stop, stop putting too much pressure on yourself to get an A. I think, I mean, she's obviously very bright, but AP classes, depending on the teachers can be pretty damn challenging. Oh yeah. I mean, I was, I was a straight A student all through high school and college. The only non A that I ever received was a C in an AP history class. Oh my God. It was the hardest fucking class. I can still remember the tests. They were absolutely miserable. Was it AP American history or just AP history? It was AP. I think it was AP American history. That was a hard class. And it would be like, the questions would be this block quote and not just who said it or what was it about, but like who said it in what year in regards to what? And you're like, they're all George Washington. So rule that shit out. I don't know when it was said. And, and you know, there's 12 questions. So you get three of them wrong and you automatically just start to tank. Mm-hmm. I still, oh my God. And I loved that teacher too, which is the most interesting part. He was one of my favorite teachers, but he was brutal. Oh yeah. my God. But to then, to think of that stress, just of the, like the general academic stress and add that on like double that in an IB program, just with general stress that's not even necessarily academic related would suck. I can't, I can't imagine that. I remember when I first heard about it, I was like, you guys have an irritable, irritable bowel program, (laughs) (laughs) which is probably what it causes. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Like that's probably that it's perfect. That's a perfect way to put it. God, that would um, be just miserable. Mm-hmm. So I've basically given birth to a little clone of me when it comes to wanting to perform well. And I remember people telling me, you need to calm down. You need to just relax. And me being just like, stop telling me this. Don't. Oh, I want to succeed. And I look back and I was just, oh, Heather, <laughs> just calm down. Well, I mean, maybe... Because you are so much like that. Because I mean, I think as adults, you say that to, to kids and high schoolers, just in general, like, ah, it doesn't, doesn't matter nearly as much as you think it does. Just chill. But even though you are her, her mom, which automatically mutes you slightly, you had that same mindset. So for you to strive and achieve all of that and then come out of it and be like, that was not really worth yeah. it. Maybe that will give her some sort of relief. Maybe. Maybe. I I'll, I'll, I don't know if I've shared the story before, but my AP history, excuse me, my AP physics teacher, 
Her name was Lorraine Jones. I wonder if she's still alive. She pulled me into the hallway one day and she put her hands on my shoulders and she said, Heather, you're going to break at some point if you continue like this. You're going to break and it's not going to be good. You, you, you really, really need to relax and just breathe and not take this so seriously. Like she was, she pulled me aside and said that to me. And sure enough, this sophomore year of, of college, I completely broke. I snapped. My depression and my anxiety and my, my fervor to be the best in every class just broke me in half. She was right. She was totally right. Did you go back and tell her? I, I never did. No. Well, damn. I know. <laughs> you, could have, you could have gone back and had that breakdown right there with her. You told me <laughs> so many years ago. <laughs> yeah, they see it, though. I mean, there are. And, and it's funny because you made that example, like, or you used that example of the parents having to scream at their high schoolers to not smoke weed. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's a totally different worry. But at a certain point when you're dealing with, you know, 14, 15, 16-year-olds, it's all the same. It's all about their well-being. Yeah. 100% it's of it. It's just they're focused on different things. Like Lexton in, is similar to, to Lita in the sense that he's not challenged. But his response to that is just not caring mm. about it. Whereas Lita's like, I have now aced everything and I'm not challenged. Lexan is like, this isn't, it's not interesting. It's not challenging. I'm not going to do it. And that is, it's really frustrating. Just a different yeah, she, kind of frustrating. It is. She complains about, she's just like, I don't know. I hate it. Like p kids are screaming in the hallways and they're just, it's just so immature. They're just, why are they screaming? Why are they doing this? Why are they yelling cuss words? It's just so dumb. It's just so dumb. <laughs> And I'm like, you only have one term left and then, and then you're, and then you're out one term. Let's make it through this one term. Man. Yeah. That's well, but I mean, it's I not like high school is that much better. Well, I mean, let's just be honest. She's still going to be with boys and they right. don't, they don't change. Well, this, this school that she wants to go to the kids who go there really are academically focused. Hopefully I'm hoping that the atmosphere will be different that way as a man who was once an academically focused boy <laughs> i can tell you that the atmosphere in some scenarios will probably be different but there's still going to be 14 15 16 year old boys like i think yeah. what what will happen is the atmosphere in the room will change but then in the passing periods and the before school and the lunch and the after it's I mean, you can be academically focused and still be intensely immature. Yes. I speak from experience. <laughs> the, other, the other night, I, I share a lot with Lita. Lita knows a lot. And she loves that I share with her. I was talking about my love life and just going over some things. And she, just, she looked at me and she said, what is it going to be like the first time I fall in love? And I almost... Had a heart attack. <laughs> I almost had a heart attack thinking about what I have put my mother through in terms of my love life throughout my life. <laughs> yep. 
It's like you saw all of that flash before you. Yes. All of what is to come. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. Yeah. So your response to her question was, it's probably going to feel a lot better for her than it does for you as the parent. I said, I said, that's going to be an amazing thing, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) That's all you, that's all you said? I did. Yeah. I was like, it's going to, I said, Lita, it's going to be amazing. It's going to just like look forward to it. It's going to be an amazing experience. Yep. And then when you get your heart broken, it's going to be, it's going to (sighs) suck. Yeah. And then you'll do it all over again. All over again. Mm Mm-hmm. And it never gets any better. Unless you're like my sister who met her husband when she was 13. He was 16. That was the only person she dated and they're still married. I think my sister dated maybe one person very informally, but met her husband when she was 16. So, yeah. Yep. Still together. Tons of kids. So, yeah, it's possible, but... Some of us are just destined for pain. <laughs> our, this is our lovable, our lovable pessimist, our lovable eternal pessimist. Just glad Lee didn't ask me that question because my answer would have been much more grim. Yours was yours was kind. You're, you're going to be like, Lita, you're going to die alone. Yeah. You're like, what's it like? It's fucking terrible. That's what it's like. Don't even, don't even pursue it. You're going to die alone. That is exactly what she needs to hear. Yep. Oh, it's great. You're going to die alone anyway, but that first time is awesome. <laughs> to blow your on, nose. But that, yes. <laughs> and, and for the love of God, blow your nose. That's, I think that's really what parenting is. Just repeatedly lying about how shitty life is so they can experience it themselves. And maybe in one of those shitty instances, it's not as bad for them. <sighs> I, I really think it's like we talked about Christmas a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and it sucks in a lot of ways, but you don't express that. You make it the best damn Christmas you can. Mm-hmm. And if they grow up and realize it sucks, that's fine. But you know, you didn't, you didn't have to tell them that. So you just go through life acting like things are great. You're just, you're just lying to yourself and your kids. <laughs> trying not to explode exactly about about piano dues <laughs> yes and sniffling that's what it all comes down to is yes. just these these lies that you're holding in so every so often it erupts which is kind of grim but hey age and disease are not gonna be what kills me it is your goddamn sniffling and unwillingness to blow your goddamn nose yep and then it just snowballs from there. And let me tell you how much I pay for your fucking piano. Okay? <laughs> As you're blowing so your nose. <laughs> but you but you live and learn. You do. You live and learn. And you apologize and yes. you move forward. And you teach them how to blow their nose. And yes. And teach them how to apologize. Your... Yes. Which is huge. But it is really weird to be in those situations where as you're speaking. There's that voice in the back of your head that's like, yeah, this is a mistake. You should stop talking. And you just keep going. Like, <laughs> Just kept going. Yep. That's exactly what happened. That is exactly what happened. They're, they're like Half of my brain is buzzing so loud. Shut up, Heather. Shut up, Heather. Shut up, Heather. But the other half is just like. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no stopping it. 
but because you knew that voice was there, I think that I think that voice is there just to really make that guilt like settle mm-hmm. in. It would wake me up at three o'clock and go, dude, don't do that again. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you won't for a while. But then there'll be a whole separate eruption at some point someday. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like when you drink and you wake up the next <laughs> day and you swear you're never gonna drink again. <laughs> And you, you do, you always do, mm-hmm. but it's that, it's that similar pain. It's the hangover of guilt. That's what it is. Yeah. Huh. That's what parenthood is. <laughs> hangover of guilt. Just a steady <laughs> hangover. It's a steady hangover of guilt, period. Um, so for those of you would... on the fence, <laughs> if that doesn't sway you, I don't know what will. 18 years of a guilty hangover. Oh, no, it goes way beyond that. Oh, true, yeah. It's like way. forever. Yeah. I'm 42, and I'm still giving my mom, like, <laughs> she's she's still getting gray hairs from me. Still. Oh, my God. Girls. Yeah, so it's never ending. Mm-hmm. Welcome to parenthood. We would love to hear how sniffling affects you. Are you okay with sniffling? Does sniffling make you want to rage? Do your children refuse to blow their nose? This sounds like a prescription drug commercial, honestly. (laughs) And it's awesome. And uh, we'd love to hear about your children's interest in academics and how you deal with them smoking weed and um, anything that you would like to relate to us. We'd love to hear from you. Stories at manicramblings.com. And you can find us online at manicramblings on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Right? Right. I think that's right. That is 100% yeah. correct. I'm sorry, I was told that the, the, the guilt hangover from today has made me a little lightheaded. Yeah, just lingering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that is what happens. Yeah, and so until next time, blow your goddamn nose. <laughs> Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.